This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, then steal in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen... And now to our story. As you remember, young Jimmy Olsen, copy boy on the Daily Planet, was sent to the Barrow Dude Ranch to regain his health. Situated high in the hills, the rolling acres of the ranch can be reached only by way of a dirt road that winds tortuously up the mountain. It is on this road that three strange, mysterious accidents have taken place. Accidents that defy explanation. One after the other, on three successive nights, cars have rounded the horseshoe curve leading to a tunnel carved through the solid rock. And on three successive nights, blinding headlights have knifed out of the mouth of the tunnel and an onrushing automobile forced each of the cars off the road to crash into bordering trees. But each time, when the driver of the wrecked car stumbled to the road, the automobile was gone, vanished as if into thin air. As our story continues today, Jimmy Olsen is calling Clark Kent long distance to report the mystery. Listen. Operator. Operator. I'm trying to get your party, sir. One moment, please. Oh, gosh, I think I was calling Europe instead of Metropolis. It takes us so long. Here's your party, sir. Hello, Mr. Kent? Hello, Jimmy. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, Mr. Kent. But something terrible has happened up here. What? I said something terrible has happened up here. What is it? A lot of accidents. Automobile accidents. Great Scott, were you hurt? I can't hear you. There's a clicking in the phone. Are you all right? Were you hurt? Oh, no. I wasn't in any of the accidents. Why are you calling long distance? Because there's a big story behind the accident. I want you to come up here and cover it. What's it all about? Well, there were two smash-ups earlier this week and another one about an hour ago. Something funny's going on. Now, look, Jimmy, you were sent to the Barrow Ranch to rest, not to play detective. I know, but these aren't just ordinary accidents. There's a ghost car. A what? A ghost car. They've been trying to keep it quiet, but I found out about it. Did you say ghost car? Yeah, it disappears after every accident. That's why I want you to... Hello? Hello? Mr. Kenny, you still there? Hello? Operator? Operator? Oh, we were cut off. 
Operator. Operator. Hello, operator. Operator. Hello, operator. Number, please. Operator, I was talking to the Bar O Ranch at Rocky Point. We were cut off. I will try to connect you. One moment, please. Okay. And hurry it up, will you please? What's all the excitement, Clark? Oh, hello. We're certainly giving that telephone hook a terrific beating. Uh, Jimmy called me from the Dude Ranch. We were cut off. Oh, he's all right, isn't he? Well, what I could gather. He was excited about some strange accidents that have been happening up there. But I couldn't quite understand what he was talking about. Hello? Oh, yes, operator. On your call to Rocky Point, sir, yeah. that line is out of order. But I was speaking with the party just a moment ago. I'm sorry, sir, that line is out of order. All right, thank you. Craziest thing. What's the matter? Since the line's out of order, I... I don't understand it. What did Jimmy call for? Why, to tell me about a series of automobile accidents. He wanted me to come up and cover the story. What story? <laughs> Search me. Oh, yes, yes, he mentioned a ghost car. At least that's what it sounded like. Oh, I'm worried about him. Something may have happened. I think I'll take a run up there. Oh, I see. Anything to get away for a few days. Now, look, Lois, you know I don't need excuses to get away. Now, Jimmy's a pretty level-headed kid. He wouldn't have called me for nothing. If something's happened to him, I want to be there. You don't have to make apologies, Mr. Kent. A couple of days at the Borrow Ranch might be very pleasant. But... Matter of fact, I think I'll go with you. Well, no, it doesn't really need both of us, Lois. Actually, maybe nothing at all. Then why waste time? Well, it's just that Jimmy sounded strange over the phone. I don't understand what he meant by a ghost car. And I don't like the way that phone went out of order so suddenly. I'll check the trains. I can be ready in an hour. I'll be sensible, Lois. Mr. White wouldn't want both of us away from the office at the same time. Unfortunately, Mr. White's in Washington. Yes, but... You look... can't talk me out of it. But I can get there faster alone. How? By sprouting wings? Oh, no, my friend. If Jimmy's uncovered a story up there, I'm going to be in on it. I'll be ready in an hour. You better wire ahead and reservation. Thank goodness we're here at last. I've never been on such a dirty train. You were the one who insisted on coming. Don't complain to me. I'm not complaining. I just don't like dirty trains. Hmm. You better go ahead. I'll take the bag. Okay. What for steps? I've gotten off trains before, Mr. Kent. Board! All board! Huh. So this is Rocky Point, huh? Not much of a town, is it? You can't hear a word you say. Now, what did you say? Just that it isn't much of a town. No. Well, now let's see what we can do by getting some transportation to the ranch. Isn't that man wearing a cap the station agent? Yeah, I guess so. Let's go over and talk to him. Right. Excuse me, can you tell me if there's a bus or taxi around? Well, we ain't got no regular taxi, but I got a car and I give folks a lift sometime. Private life. Oh, good. Uh, you time to drive us now? I reckon so. Just closing up the station. Oh. Uh, where's the car? I'll put the bags in. That's it. Parked right over there. Thank you. Come along. I thought you said you had to close up the station. Well, that's only a manner of speaking, miss. Really, nothing to close. There you are, mister. Stove bags right in the back and hop in. All right. All right, Lord, get in. Okay. Sit. Things don't turn over. There we are. Well, mister? Where to? The uh, Bar O Ranch. What's that you said? The Bar O Ranch. Oh, what's the matter? Did your motor stall? This is as far as we go, mister. Better take your bags out. 
Say, what is this? You just said you'd drive us. Changed my mind. Well, why? I don't know as I got to explain, mister. I ain't a driving the bar, oh. That's all there is to it. Look, we're in a hurry. We've got to get there tonight. I'm sorry, lady. Come on, Lois. Let's not argue with him. We'll get someone else to take us there. Won't do no good. Ain't no one in this town will drive you there tonight. Clark, what are we going to do? Stop in town overnight. I'll run you up first thing in the morning. Well, what's the difference? Morning or night? Don't your headlights work? Sure. They work fine. Maybe he's afraid of ghosts. What's that about ghosts? Nothing. I was only joking. Oh. I thought maybe you heard. Just a second. I heard a story about a ghost car causing accidents. Is that why you won't drive us to the bar at night? Oh, Clark, don't be ridiculous. Oh. A grown man isn't afraid of a ghost car. Lady, that's what I thought until I saw Luke Ormsby's car piled up against a tree. Luke ain't nobody's fool. Maybe the other two were seeing things, but not Luke. Them headlights come right at him, forced him off the road and into a tree. And there weren't a single tire track where he saw the automobile. That was enough for me. Hey, maybe he's right, Clark. Let's wait until morning. Don't be silly. You can wait if you like, Lois. Matter of fact, that's not a bad idea. You spend the night in town and I'll go ahead. You can join me in the morning. Oh, no, you don't. You're not going to leave me behind. And besides, how would you get up there? Why? I'll, I'll walk if necessary. You're being ridiculous. If you can walk, so can I. Now you're being ridiculous. I told you not to come. But I'm here, and I'm going to stay. No use arguing with a woman, mister. Well, say, look. How about renting me your car? Hmm? I'll drive it myself. No siree. I don't want it smashed up. Hmm. All right, then how about this? How much is your car worth? Hmm? Let's see. You reckon about $150? Maybe old, but it's in mighty fine shape. All right, here. I'll give you $150 as a deposit. I'll drive the car myself. If it's smashed up, you keep the money. If it isn't, I'll bring the car back and you return my money. How's that? It sounds fair enough. But it'll cost you $5 a day rent. And you pay for gas and oil. Fine. And it's a deal? Written so. Good. Here. Here's your money. Now, come on, Lois. Get in front with me. Right. Now, how do we get to the bar all? You just follow this road straight till you come to a fort. Uh-huh. And then you take the dirt road... To the left. Straight ahead, then a left turn at the fork. That's easy. Just a minute, mister. Yes? I warned you against driving up there at night. If you ain't listening to me, that's your business. But there's something I got to tell you. What's that? About half a mile from the ranch, there's a bad turn in the road. Just before you get to a tunnel. Watch that. That's the dangerous part. Thanks, I will. Bye. Remember the tunnel. Driving the station agent's old car along the winding road, Kent and Lois go on to the Barrow Ranch. With less than a mile to go, the stillness of the night is broken only by the steady chugging of the ancient motor as it struggles laboriously but steadily up the mountain. I'll be glad when we get there. You're not worried, are you? No, not exactly. But I can't help feeling a bit nervous and talking with that station agent. Well, I can't help reminding you that coming along was your idea. Oh, Kent, if you mention that once more, I... Oh, now, wait a minute, Lois. Wait, I'm sorry. Let's change the subject, huh? I hope Jimmy's all right. So do I. 
Well, we'll know soon. Look, Clark, there's a sharp turn in up ahead. Oh, yeah. The tunnel must be just around the bend. Be careful, please. Don't worry. I'll blow the horn to warn our ghost friend. See, there is a tunnel. Please be... Look out, Clark! Look out! It's a car coming right at us. I've got to turn off the road. Hang on, Lois. We're going to crash! Swerving sharply to avoid a head-on collision with the onrushing car, Kent and Lois crash into the mountainside. Two more victims of the mysterious ghost car. Was Kent able to save Lois from serious injury? Will he be able to solve the mystery? And meanwhile, what has happened to Jimmy Olsen while Kent and Lois were on their way? Be sure to listen to the next exciting episode of this strange adventure with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot. On surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Rouses! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird, it's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. A series of mysterious accidents have been plaguing automobiles bound for the Bar O Dude Ranch. When Jimmy Olsen, who had been spending several weeks at the ranch, learned that the accidents had been caused by a strange ghost car, he called Clark Kent. Kent could scarcely credit the story, but when their telephone conversation was cut short abruptly, he decided to go to the ranch and investigate. Lois Lane insisted on accompanying Kent, and the two arrived at the mountain village of Rocky Point only to learn that no one would drive them to the ranch after dark because of the ghost car rumor. 
Ken finally rented a car from the station agent, and he and Lois have started out for the ranch, with the agent's warning still ringing in their ears. Slowly, the rickety old car winds its way along the dusty road. And then, suddenly... Lois, look out! That car! It's coming right at us! Hang on, Lois! I've got to turn off the road! We're going to crash! <laughs> Lois! Lois, you all right? Oh. oh. She's unconscious. I better get her out of the car. She's coming to. Oh. Easy, Lois. Oh. Easy now. You're all right. It's all over. Oh, Clark, those headlights. What happened? That car came tearing out of the tunnel right at us. And I had to run off the road to avoid a collision. You hurt? No. Oh, I guess I'm all right. Just my head. Oh. Eight. Bumped it against the door. That's probably what knocked you out. <sighs> we certainly were lucky. You might have been killed. What about you? Oh, I'm all right. I was braced against the steering wheel. That driver must have been mad to race out of a tunnel that way without even blowing his horn. I'd like to find out who he was and give him a piece of my mind. Didn't he stop? Guess not. I don't see his car. Not have his license taken away. Mm. Don't worry about that now. We've got to get to the ranch and find out what this is all about. Oh, this car won't get us there. Oh, it's a wreck. Yeah, you're right. But we're not far away. And if you can walk, why... Yeah. Help me up. Sure. Wait a minute. I'll rest for a while. You were pretty badly shaken up. Don't worry about me. What about our luggage? I've got it. All right. Come on. Let's get back to the road. It's so dark. I don't like it too much. We have a light of some sort. Yes, it would help. So wait a minute. Maybe there's one in the glove compartment of the car. Huh. That's luck. Here's a flashlight. Oh, good. And it works, too. Oh, that's much better. Yeah, let's get going. Here, hold on to my arm. Thanks. Dirt road. My shoes will be ruined. What? Complaining after the lucky escape you had? I just bought these shoes. They're brand new. Look at that. What? Right there on the road, where the flashlight beam is pointed. I don't see anything. Well, that's just it. There should be tire tracks. You mean tracks of the car that nearly crashed into it? Yes. And there aren't any. Well, that's impossible. A car couldn't possibly drive on a dirt road like this without leaving track. Sure, but where are they? The clock I saw. A car, I know it. The headlights nearly blinded me. I know, me. I know. I saw it, too. And yet, no tracks. Clark. That station agent warned us. He said the tunnel was dangerous. And we had an accident, and there are no tracks. Clark, it was the ghost car. Oh, Lois, get hold of yourself. This is no time to fold up. Even a child doesn't believe in ghosts. What happened to that car? Clark, I don't like this. Come on, let's get to the ranch. <laughs> the sooner we get there, the better. It can't be more than a few miles. Come on. Trudging up the dusty road, Lois and Kent head for the Bar O Ranch, the electric flash cutting a slim pencil of light ahead of them. Meanwhile, at the ranch house, Jimmy Olsen is arguing with Steve Graham, the owner, and Nelson Blaine, manager of the Bar O. Mr. Graham, you've got to do it. Listen, son, no one's going to drive you into town at this hour of the night. What's the rush, Jimmy? You can make your phone call in the morning. Maybe your line will be fixed by then. I can't wait until morning, Mr. Blaine. I've got to speak to Mr. Kent. Why is it so important that you speak to him? I 
can't tell anyone but Mr. Kent. Well, about arguing with him, Blaine, I said no one's going to drive him to town tonight. That's all there is to it. Well, if you won't drive me, then, then I'll walk. That's what I'll do. No, no, you won't. You're going to stay right here. You can't stop me. I'm going right now. You don't. Let go of me. Let go. You can't keep me here. Hey, Mr. Graham, be careful. No. You might hurt him. I don't care. No. This brat isn't going to town. Maybe it'd be better if I did drive Oh, no. no. Stop squirming. You're not leaving this room. Let me go. Let go. I won't stay here. You can't make me. Who's that? I'll say. Mr. Kent. Hello, Jimmy. Oh, Miss Lane. Gosh, I'm glad to see you. Hello, Jimmy. What's wrong, Jim? I heard you shouting, let me go. Well, perhaps I can explain. Who are you? I'm manager of the bar hall. My name's Blaine. And uh, this is Mr. Graham, the owner. Now, um, you see... I'll handle this, Blaine. I'm sorry, Mr. Kent. I just lost my head. I been on the kind of a string lately, and... Well, I'm sorry. I was restraining the boy. Did he hurt you, Jimmy? No, I'm all right. What's this all about? I wanted to go into town to call Mr. Kent, and he wouldn't let me. Phone's out of order up here. Why did you refuse his request, Graham? Well, I told Jimmy the phone would be working in the morning. It was no sense taking a long drive at night. He didn't want me to tell you about the ghost car. That's the reason. Ridiculous. There's no such thing as a ghost car. I'm not so sure about that, Mr. Graham. Well, what do you mean? We've met your ghost car. What? Oh, you're just joking. Unfortunately, Miss Lane is not joking. We met the ghost car when we were driving up here. Driving? I didn't hear your car pull in. It was wrecked at the tunnel by a car that disappeared. That's the way the other accidents happened, Mr. Kent. I'm licked. I just can't fight this any longer. It's hopeless. Fight what, Graham? started here at the ranch. A man fell off his horse when a stirrup broke. Oh, accidents like that always happen at ranches. Oh, that's what I thought. And there was a mysterious slide, and that society girl was injured. Two days later, the port steps collapsed, and a young couple were hurt. And came this ghost car. That's too much. When did all this bad luck begin, Graham? About three weeks ago. It's been driving me frantic. Most of my ghosts, uh, my guests have left, and I'm not getting any new ones. There must be a reason for all these strange things. Particularly the ghost car. I don't care anymore, man. Well, I thought I could keep everything quiet until the mystery was cleared up, but it's no use. You're giving up too easily, Mr. Graham. I'm not a young man anymore, Blaine. I can't take it the way I used to. The ranch is jinxed. I'm going to get rid of it if I have to give it away. Gosh, I'm sorry, Mr. Graham. I didn't know you were in all this trouble. But you don't have to worry now. Mr. Kent's here. He'll straighten everything out. No, son, it's too late. Blaine, I'm going to take that real estate broker's office. Get in touch with him in the morning and tell him to come up here. Oh, someone offered to buy the ranch? Yes, a local real estate agent's been after me, and I think I'm going to take him up. I'm through with the borrow. Well, it's none of my business if you want to sell your ranch. But I'm still going to find out what's back of that ghost car. After all, I have a personal interest in this. Miss Lane might have been killed. Well, how about you, Clark? Are you immune to automobile crashes? Why, no, no, of course not. Whoever is responsible ought to be behind bars. Just give us time, Graham, and we'll put him there. And Mr. Kent will find him, Mr. Graham, if anyone can. You people sound so sincere, I almost believe you would go out of your way to help me. But I can't wait. I'm washed up. Uh, don't you think I'd better see about sleeping quarters for Miss Lane and Mr. Kent now? Yes, yes, sir. Mr. Kent can bunk in the boys' cabin, and Miss Lane can have number seven. All right, I'll take care of it right away. We'll have to get started on this the first thing in the morning. Oh, phone's working again. Hello? Graham, this is Sheriff King. Oh, hello, Sheriff. Anything new? Yeah, another accident in the tunnel. I know that people are here with me. Listen, Graham, I'm closing the road until this is cleared up. 
You can't do that, Sheriff. I'm sorry, but I've got to. Three accidents in two days are too much. I'm closing the road. Oh, wait a second. Sheriff's going to close the road to traffic, Mr. Kent. Here, let me talk to him. Hello, Sheriff. Uh, this is Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. Hi, did you say Clark Kent? Uh-huh. Why? You're the man that worked on that spy case I read about. That's right. Ah, nice job, Mr. Kent. What can I do for you? Don't close that road yet. Why not? Well, we'll never find the ghost car if you do. Why we... won't we? Well, we've got to catch him in action. Oh, I see what you mean. But there have been too many accidents. Well, just give me a couple of days to work on it. Just, well, just keep the road open for a few days. That's, that's all I ask. All right. I don't know. It's taking a big chance. Well, just three days. That's all. All right. I shouldn't do this. Same as you, Mr. Kent. I'll, I'll rest. Remember, three days. Thanks, Sheriff. Thanks a lot. Okay, I'll, I'll be up to see you in the morning. All right, goodbye. Bye. You'll keep the road open for three days. Three days? Uh-huh. We have quite a job ahead of us. Yes, and you and Jimmy need some rest. How about bed? Well, I have some accounts to go over, Miss Lane. Do you mind if I don't show you to your cabin? Right next to Jimmy. I know where it is. That's all right, Mr. Graham. Good, Good night, Mr. Graham. Good night. Good night. Right along this path. Right over there. Clark, hmm? how did that ghost car disappear? And what happened to the tire track? Well, we'll try to find that out tomorrow, Lois. Right now, you need sleep. I guess you're right. I am tired after that long hike. Well, here's your cabin, Miss Lane. Thanks. Good night. Good night, Lois. Good night, Jimmy. Good night, sir. All right, Jimmy. Let's go to our place now. It's right next door. Here we are. Let me turn on the light. Okay. Yeah, isn't it swell? Ah, perfect. Now, ah, you better hit the hay, Jimmy. We have a day ahead of us. Help! What? Help! What's that? Lois, crying for help. Clark! Something's happened. Help! Come on, Jimmy, quick! What new terror has struck the Barrow Ranch? Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen are rushing to help Lois, whose terrified cries have broken the stillness of the night. Will they be in time? Don't miss the next exciting episode of The Mystery of the Ghost Car. Tune in and follow the story with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. 
Whatever doubt Clark Kent felt about the existence of a ghost car, said to be the cause of a series of accidents on the road to the Barrow Ranch, was swept aside when he and Lois drove up the dirt road to the ranch. The sudden appearance of an onrushing automobile forced them into a tree, and there was no evidence later of any tire tracks in the dirt. The car had mysteriously disappeared. When Lois and Kent finally reached the ranch, they learned that the owner, Steve Graham, had for three weeks been plagued with trouble. Accidents on the ranch, as well as on the road. At the end of his rope, Graham has decided to sell the property. The task of fighting the unknown jinx is too much. But Clark Kent is of another mind. He is determined to solve the mystery of the ghost car. But time is limited. The sheriff has granted Kent just three days to find a solution. After that, the road will be closed to traffic. As our story continues today, Kent, Lois, and Jimmy Olsen have gone to their cabin to rest up after a trying day. That's our cabin, Jimmy? That's right, Mr. Kent. You're bunking with me. Oh. Here, let me turn on the light. Okay. Oh, isn't it swell? Huh? Perfect. Well, you better hit the hay, Jimmy. We have a tough day ahead of us tomorrow. Help! What? Help! What's that? Lois, crying for help. Something's happened. Come on, Jimmy. Lois! Where are you, Lois? Here, Clark, behind the cabin. Hurry. Stay with me, Jim. Okay. What's the matter? Look, look there. The barn's on fire. Listen, please, come on. There's Mr. Graham attaching the hose. All right, Lois. Don't you and Jimmy come any closer. I'm going to help Graham. Kind of bad to hear. Here, give me a hand with this hose. What's the matter? Why isn't there any pressure? I don't know. Now, wait, let me look. My horses are trapped in there. We've got to save them. This horse is trapped. Who could have done that? No time to worry about that now. We've got to save those animals. Mr. Graham, is there a well nearby? Yes, right over there. Get your men to start a bucket brigade immediately. Well, where are you going? To free those horses. Well, you can't go in there, Kenneth. I'll try the back of the barn. The fire isn't so bad around that well, side. You can't. You'll be burned to death. Never mind me. Get that bucket brigade going. Superman, let's take care of this. Now, just crash through the side of the barn and back here. Here goes. There, that does it. Another minute, and I would have been too late. Now to get those horses out of their stalls. Oh, they're frightened. Yeah. All right, now get going. Get up. Come on there. Outside. Get along. Come on there. That's it. Yeah, that's the last of them. I'll have some explaining to do, but I think I can handle it. No, I'm all right. How did you get in there to let those horses out? I, uh, there was a loose board. I tore it off and crawled into the stalls. Where's Miss Lane and Jimmy? Uh, back at the ranch house. Oh. One of my men burned his hand. They're fixing him up. I see the bucket brigade's working all right. Yes, but the barn will be burned to the ground, I'm afraid. Yeah. At least we'll keep the fire from spreading to the other buildings. Say, hey, Mr. Graham, this is beginning to get serious. What do you mean? That fire was no accident. Why do you say that? That hose was deliberately cut not so long ago. Someone set that fire on purpose after cutting the hose so you couldn't put it out. Evidently, the same person or persons responsible for the ghost car and the other accidents. Oh, Kent, it's no use. I'm up against something too strong for me to fight. I can't win. You're not fighting alone now, Mr. Graham. I know, but it's still too much. I'm going to take that real estate broker's offer. Let him have the ranch at his price. Is it a good offer? No. He wants to pay less than the ranch originally cost. Why should anyone be so anxious to buy the bar all? I don't know. The Butte Ranch can be a profitable business, but the bar all hasn't been in existence long enough to make much money. Just about made expenses until all this happened. And yet someone is anxious to get control of the bar all. Why? 
Is there anything valuable on your property? Not that I know of. There's an abandoned mine, but oh? it's not worth anything. What kind of mine? It used to be a fairly productive gold mine. But it was worked out about 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Most of the tunnels have collapsed. I'd like to take a look at it. Where is it? It's up at the other end of the ranch, beyond the creek, about four miles from here. I'll take a ride down there tomorrow. Say, incidentally, does that real estate agent want to purchase the ranch for himself? Oh, no, no. He has enough money. He's representing someone else on this deal. Oh, who? He won't tell me. Just calls up every few days and tries to get me to sell. Mm-hmm. Rather nasty about it lately. Said if I didn't sell, I'd be sorry. Oh. I think I'll go down and have a talk with him first thing in the morning. What's his name? Ed Jinks. I think you can turn in now, Kent. Fire's dying out. Yeah, looks like it. Hey, men, uh, better round up those horses and put them in the corral. The following morning, before Lois and Jimmy awaken, Kent, in a car borrowed from Graham, pulls up before the real estate office of Ed Jenks. Mr. Jenks? Yes? I want to talk about some real estate. Oh, real estate? Uh-huh. Yeah, don't usually get clients early. Come right in. Come right in. Thanks. Now, Mr... Uh, Kent. Uh, Clark Kent. Oh, Mr. Kent. Uh, what you interested in? Ranch land or town property? Why, ranch land, Mr. Jenks. Specifically, the Bar O Ranch. What? What's that you say? The Bar O. Steve Graham's ranch. Tank for sale. Well, then, Mr. Jenks, why are you trying to buy it? Me? Me? I, the borrow? I <laughs> fiddlesticks. I happen to know that you've made repeated offers to Mr. Graham. That's none of your business. It is my business, Mr. Jenks. You're trying to buy the ranch for someone else. Who is it? That's my affair. Not anymore, it isn't. Now, Mr. Jenks, I uh, don't think you'd be very happy in jail. What? What are you talking about? Jail, Mr. Jenks. Jail. Where you're going, unless you talk. I, uh, I ain't done nothing. There have been a number of strange accidents around the bar O. Last night there was a fire, a suspicious fire. I, I don't know what you're talking about. We have evidence, Mr. Jenks. You threatened Steve Graham when he refused to sell the bar all. It won't be. If anything wrong happened, it was him. He did it. I'm not to blame for what he did. Who, Mr. Jenks? Who? I, I don't know. Oh, then why did you say he did it? And he told me he had ways of making Graham sell if, if he refused to take the offer. You still haven't told me his name. Honest, I don't know his name. I never met him. Well, if you never met him, how do you come to be acting as his agent? I got a registered letter one day with a, a wad of money inside for my fee. The letter tells me to make this offer for the borrow and not to take no for an answer. Since then, he keeps calling me up on the phone and, and telling me to keep after Graham. Do you recognize the man's voice? No, no, it, it's muffled like. It, you've got to believe me, you've got to. I, I don't know him from Adam. The best way you can get me to believe you is to help me find out who this man is. Well, I will, but I... Oh, excuse me. Uh, hello? Hello, Jenks. I guess you know who this is. Yes, it's about the bar O. Yeah. Listen, Jenks, I want you to... Uh, wait a minute. There's uh, someone at the door. Make it snappy. Jim, you're to buy the borrow. Oh, wait. I've got an idea. You tell him you think you can close the deal with Graham right away. But you must have some money. And then arrange a meeting place with him. What do you want me to do that for? It's a trap, don't you see? When he shows up, we'll grab him. Well, I get you. Uh, hello? 
about time you got back. Now, listen, James. I want you to get busy. If you can... Uh, I ain't got great news for you, mister. It looks like Graham ready to sell. Now you're talking. I knew he'd come around the way things would happen. What are the arrangements? Well, I... Uh, I must have some money. Uh, I must have some money right away. Graham wants to see some cash in advance uh, uh, before he'll sign. How can I get the money to you? Well, um, I, uh, I, I, I could meet you somewhere. No, 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 no. Stall Graham off. Tell him you'll have the cash in a day or two. It can be done. He's got to have it now. The deal will fall through if he, if he don't get it today. Oh. Tell him we'll meet him anywhere. Uh, uh, I, I can meet you anywhere, as you say. You know the deserted mine on the Barrow property? Yes. I'll meet you inside the mine shaft in an hour. Be careful. Make sure no one's following you. I'll do that. I'll watch out. Make sure you do. Bye. He fell for it. Oh, that's fine. All right, come on, Jenks. We're driving up to the old mine. Good, good. We'll catch him. Now, here. Here's my car. Get in. Hey, you all set? Yes, sir. Driving to the abandoned gold mine, Clark Kent and Ed Jenks enter the shaft through a creaking door which hangs from one rusted hinge. Dark is pitching here, Mr. Kent. Uh, wait, I've got a flashlight. Yeah, here now. Yeah, that's better. Well, I... I guess all we can do now is wait. It's kind of exciting, ain't it? Listen. Someone's coming. Hear that horse approaching? Yes, sir. I guess he's on it, but... He said an hour. It's only been 45 minutes. What happened to the line? I don't want him to see me. If he calls out, don't let him know I'm here. I won't. It's coming closer. Maybe she's getting off his horse. Quiet. He's right outside the door. Yes. Yes. Here he comes. Well, it looks as if Clark Kent is going to find out who is so anxious to buy the Barrow Ranch and why. Who is the man walking into the trap? Is he responsible for the strange accidents, for the fire and the ghost car? Don't miss the next exciting episode. Tune in and follow the story with the Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. 
strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. While investigating the strange series of accidents that have been plaguing the Barrow Ranch, Clark Kent learned that Ed Jenks, a local real estate agent, has been trying to buy the ranch from Steve Graham, its owner. Visiting Jenks, Kent learned the real estate agent had no idea whom he represented. His only contact with his client was an occasional mysterious phone call. It was during one of these calls while Kent was present that a trap was set to catch the unknown purchaser. As our story continues today, Kent and Jenks have a rendezvous at an old abandoned gold mine on Steve Graham's property. They are waiting anxiously for the arrival of the man whom Kent believes is responsible for the ghost car as well as the other unexplained accidents on the Bar O Ranch. As we join them, Kent is giving Ed Jenks a few last-minute instructions. Now remember, if he calls out, don't let him know I'm here. Don't worry, I won't. Someone's coming. Quick, put out the light. Okay. It's just outside the door. Get ready. Here he comes. Hello in there. Now, Jake's getting right. Hey, let go of him. Who are you? The whole thing is who are you? Well, who is he? He'll know as soon as I roll him over. Come on, let's oh, your face. Yeah. What? It's, it's Steve Green. Well, Kent, if you're through mauling me, suppose you explain this. I think the explanation should come from you, Mr. Graham. From me? You seem to forget that I own this mine. It's on my property. And you don't understand, Steve. Mr. Kent and I come Just here... Just a minute, Jakes. Well, Graham, I don't know why I should have to explain anything to you. But if you must know, I was out riding when I saw someone going into the mine. I've given strict orders for everyone to stay out of here. The supporting beams are old and they may collapse at any time. Oh, I came over to see what was doing. You just happened to be riding this way? Yes. And now suppose you tell me what you're doing here. Oh, I told you yesterday I wanted to look the mine over. Oh, that's right. I, I forgot. Yeah, it looks as if we all kind of made a mistake. Now, wait a second. That still doesn't explain what Ed Jenks... Mr. Did. Jenks came along to show me how to get into the mine. You recall I went down to see him about the prospective purchaser. Well, who is the party? Why does he want the ranch? I ain't never seen him, Steve. I don't know him from Adam. I just talk to him on the phone sometimes. Well, that's strange. Yeah, but look here, Kent. How can you be sure this man, Ed's client, whoever he is, caused all the accidents? I'm not sure. But he's been awfully anxious to buy the ranch. Well, that's just it. The ranch isn't worth the risks he's taking. How about this mine? Are you sure it's worthless? Positive. It was played out 30 years ago. That's right. I, I used to work here. The mine did pay once. Sure, but the vein of gold was exhausted. There's nothing left now but scattered streaks of color. Uh, the only gold here would cost more to take out than it's worth. Uh, just the same, I want to look it over. I wouldn't stay here if I were you, Kent. Why not? Well, I told you, some of the beams are rotten. The whole shaft may collapse. Oh, it seemed pretty solid. I'll look around for a while. You, you won't don't... find a thing. Well, maybe not, but it's worth a look. Well, it's up to you. You're risking your life, not mine. I don't think it's that serious. Well, I'm going. You coming, Jenks? No, no, I think I'll stay with Mr. Kent. It's been a long time since I've been here. <laughs> I'd kind of like to look the old place over again. Very well. 
Goodbye. See you later, Graham. Uh, sorry I jumped on you the way I did. There's no harm done. Be careful. We will. All right, Jenks. Let's go. Yeah. It was too bad Mr. Graham come along when he did. He must have scared away the fellow we were waiting for. Yeah, I suppose he did. Well, can't help it now. Hey, Mr. Kent, what you looking for down here? Huh. Wish I knew. There's something on this property someone's mighty anxious to get. And this mine looks like the best bet to me. No, no, this mine ain't worth nothing. Well, I still want to look around. How far does this shaft we're following go? Oh, about a mile or so, twists in and out. It used to be some job in the old days, pushing a cart along here. Is that what you did? <laughs> yep. I'd take an empty car down to where the men were digging, fill it up, and then push it up again. Right past where we're walking now. That's all. Ah, you should have been here then, Mr. Kent. Rocky Point was some town. Nothing like it is now. Real mining town, eh? Lots of excitement. Uh, sure was. Yeah, it's all gone now. Well, can't say I got cause to complain, though. I, I do all right in real estate business. Hey, James. What's this? Huh? Oh, that's nothing. Just a part of the wall caved in. Rainwater seeps through and weakens it. Mm. Someday the whole business will come down, I reckon. Now, wait a second, Jenks. You find something? Yes. What? Here, look. Look at this piece of ore. Hey, wait. Get light on it. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Oh, it ain't gold ore. That much I'll tell you. I wasn't thinking of gold. Well, this stuff's worthless. Might as well chuck it away. No, wait. No, don't do that. Uh, I ain't no mineralogist, Mr. Ken, but I know enough to tell you this ain't worth a cent. Well, never mind. I want it. Okay, okay. Here it is. I can't see what you want it for. Not sure, but I think I've seen ore like this before. Yeah? Yeah, the trouble is I can't remember just what it is. It's in the back of my mind, but I can't recall. Well, if you ask me, I, I think you're wasting your time down here. What was it I saw ore like this? Well, it's just like trying to remember a man's name. <laughs> There she is, right on the tip of your tongue. You can't get it off. Mm. Yeah, most die trying to remember a name sometimes. It's just the way I feel now. Yeah, it might come back to you. Mm, maybe. Anyway, I'm taking this ore with me. Might it now? Betty don't have no gold in it. Probably not. I'm going to have it analyzed anyway. All right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a funny thing. I reckon I changed since I was a kid, but this old mind gives me the creeps now. Any objection to going back? No, no, we may as well. Yeah, too bad you didn't find nothing. I've got a hunch I have found something. No, no, you'll see that I... Wait a minute. Well, what's the matter? I hear something. I don't hear nothing. Yes, I'm sure of it. Let's go further along the tunnel. You're hearing things, Mr. King. No, no, there's something going on up ahead. Come on. Okay, okay, I'll go along with you, but I can't hear nothing. Hurry. Not so fast. I, I ain't as young as you are. Wait. Do you hear it now? Hear what? Sort of tapping noise. Your ears must be better than mine. I can't... Wait. You reckon you're right? Yes, sir, I do hear it. Come on. Yeah, sounds like someone hammering. We'll know in a minute. It must be just around that turn. Who's there? Well, it's a woman. Lois, what in the world are you doing here? I might have known you'd show up sooner or later. You ought to know better than to come to a place like this alone. It, it, it's dangerous. Oh, so you think you're going to leave me back at the ranch while you follow all the leads? Oh, no. It... Now, listen to me, Clark Kent. I know a good clue when I see it. What are you talking about? 
Kurt, don't you think it might be gentlemanly to introduce me? Oh, sorry. Mr. Jenks, this is Miss Lane. Mm. How do you oh, do? Howdy, ma'am. Hi, Lois. What are you doing here? Well, Jimmy and I were supposed to go riding, but he decided that he wanted to practice his trick roping. So I went alone. I'd heard about this old mine, and it seemed to me to be a good reason why someone might be anxious to get possession of the Barrow Ranch. So you rode here? Oh, funny, we didn't see your horse outside. You didn't? No. Well, uh, I left him in front of the door. And I reckon you don't know Western horses of yours here, miss. You're going to bring the reins over their head if you want them to stay put. I didn't know that. You suppose he's lost? Oh, no. He'll get back to the range, all right. That's good. Carlos, what did your clue chasing uncover? Plenty. Look. Look at what I just chipped off the side of the tunnel. Say. What do you think of that? Jenks, I thought you said this mine was worked out. You sure it is. What you got there? Gold. That's what he's got there, Mr. Jenks. Here, here, let me see that. Uh, I, I don't blame you for thinking it's gold. Well, isn't it? Look at those streaks of yellow. That don't mean nothing. This ain't gold. It's iron pyrites. Fool's gold, they call it. Looks like gold to most folks, but it ain't worth nothing. Are you sure? No doubt about it. I've seen plenty of this stuff in my time. Oh, dear. Oh, don't be too disappointed, Lois. I was sure I'd found the solution. Well, don't you worry. We'll find out who's back of all the trouble we've been having. Uh, Mr. Ken, don't you think we'd better start back? Yes, yes, I guess so. Come on, Lord. Okay. By the way, what are you two doing here? Oh, we tried to spring a trap. We didn't catch anything. A trap? Yes. Jenks here has been representing the man who's been trying to buy the bar O. We tried to lure him to the mine, but he didn't show up. Mr. Graham must have scared him away when he came along. That's a shame. If you'd gotten him... Yes, might have solved everything. But still, look. What's happening to my light? Sort of flickering. Yeah. Battery's probably going dead. I noticed it wasn't giving much light before. Uh, won't last much longer now. Oh, there you see. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing we found you, miss. Nasty business being down here in the dark. I don't even want to think about it. I'll be glad when I'm out of here. How much further do we have to go? Uh, not much. Just around the next bend. What's that noise? Say, I, I don't like this. Come on, let's hurry. What is it? I, I don't want to say unless it's so. Hurry. Hold on to my arm, Lord. Uh, get back. Get back against the wall. Look. The entrance. Oh, just what I'm afraid of. It's a landslide. It's brought the entrance. Clark! God, sorry. I tripped and broke the flashlight. Clark, where are you? Here I am, Lois. How can we get out of here? Jake, is there another entrance? I, I never heard of one. Tell her one. We're trapped. We'll die here. We're buried alive. Lois, get hold of yourself. This is no time for hysterics. Now, don't worry. We'll get out. We'll suffocate down no, here. No, we won't. There's no air. He's right, Ken. We'll dig our way out. With our bare hands? Clark! Oh, Clark. There's no use trying to fool me. I know it as well as you do. This mine is our tomb. In pitch blackness, Claw Kent, Lois, and Jinx are sealed beneath the ground. The only exit blocked by tons of rock and earth. Only the great strength of Superman can dig a path through this barrier of fallen stone. But how can Kent rescue his companions without revealing the secret of his double identity? Don't miss the next exciting episode. Tune in and follow the story with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.
Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look, up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, then steal in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen... And now to our story. Certain that the unknown man who has been secretly trying to purchase the Barrow Ranch is responsible for the ghost car accident, Clark Kent and Ed Jenks, the real estate agent, set a trap to catch him. But the attempt to lure the mysterious stranger to an abandoned gold mine failed when Steve Graham, the ranch owner, came in on them unexpectedly. Graham warned them not to stay in the mine, but Kent and Jenks decided to explore the main tunnel. Tracing the source of a strange tapping noise, they found Lois Lane investigating the mine on her own hook. Suddenly, an ominous rumble echoed through the tunnel. Hurrying to the exit, they found that a cave-in had blocked it with tons of rock and debris. With their only flashlight broken, Kent, Lois, and Jenks are imprisoned in the pitch-black depths of the mine with no possible means of escape. We'll suffocate down here. There's no end. She's right, Mr. King. Don't worry, we'll get out somehow. How can we? Clark... Oh, Clark, there's no use trying to fool me. This mine is our tool. Oh, nonsense. I can't stand this darkness. Take it easy, Lois. Mr. Kent, we're in a tough spot. There's no other exit from this tunnel. You sure? Dead certain. Well, then we'll just have to start digging. Well, how? With our bare hands? Say, wait a minute. I just remembered something. What? That tool shed down the tunnel away where it branches off. Yes. There's a chance we might find some old picks or shovels there. Well, can you find your way in the dark? I, I reckon so. If I... Keep my left hand on this wall for direction. All right, we'll go with you. Lois, keep behind Jenks. I'll follow you. All right. 
Suppose we don't find any tools when we get to him. What then? Let's not worry about that until we have to. Say, Jenks, isn't that the branch of the tunnel off to the right? Yeah, should be about here. How can you see when it's so dark? I, I can't see my hand in front of my face. Well, I, I, I didn't see it. I felt a draft coming from that direction. Draft? Yeah, there ain't no draft down here. I'm not so sure, Jenks. You go ahead with Miss Lane. I'm going to explore this other tunnel. Cross, you mustn't. You'll get lost. I'll be all right. Please don't leave us. Don't worry, Lois. Now, you two go ahead. Sure, sure. He'll be safe enough, Miss. Come on. Right. I'll see you in a little while. Now that I'm alone, I don't have to pretend I can't see in the dark. Let's see what Superman can do about getting out of this mine. I'm going back to the cave-in. Now, let me look this over. Hmm. I push this big boulder out of the way. We can get out of here easily enough. Well, I'd better work fast before they return. All I have to do is get my shoulder under the corner of the boulder and heave. There. It's moving. Once more. Ah, that does it. Plenty of room to get out now. Oh, here they come. Well, remember, I'm Clark Kent. Here I am, Lois. Oh, he couldn't... Look! Look, light. There's an opening. Well, I'll be jiggered. We're free. Oh, let's get out of here. Come on, don't stand there gaping. We're free. I told you we'd get out. Oh. Oh, it's good to see the sun again and breathe some fresh air. Clark, how in the world did this boulder move? You didn't do it, did you? Well, it, it, it looks harder than it really was. Yeah, shucks, man. That boulder weighs a couple of tons. Yes, I know, but it just happened to be balanced very delicately. Luckily, I was able to roll it out of the way. Oh, I'll say it was lucky. Come on, let's get away from this place. No, wait a second. I want to see if I can find out what caused that cave-in. Well, Steve Graham warned us the timbers are about ready to give. I, I guess that's what happened. I wonder. What else could it have been? Well, there have been other mysterious accidents around here, you know. Clark, you don't think... You don't think someone actually caused the cave-in? It's possible. Well, how, Clark? Well, now, let's see. Hmm. That heavy beam supported the roof of the entrance. If that could have been pulled out of position... Let's take a look at it. Well, see that? What? What do you say to this, Jenks? I don't see what you're referring to. That mark around the beam. I'll be jiggered. Looks like the mark from a road. Exactly. I wish you two would stop being so mysterious. What are you talking about? That mark is important, Lois. Someone must have looped a rope around the end of the beam and pulled it out of place. Well, maybe Superman could have done it, but nobody else. Any man could have done it if he had a horse. That's right. He just winds other end of his rope around the pommel of his saddle and, and get the horse to do the pull-in. Well, let's see about that. There should be some hoof prints around. Here they are. No, no, miss. Those prints are from a horse that was standing still. They want prints from a horse that was doing some hard pulling. Here, look at this. Sure enough. You see that, miss? Those prints are deep. Uh, dirt's all dug up where the horse strained to get in the rope. Yes, and that same strain must have left a pretty clear mark on the pommel of his saddle. Now, if we can find a saddle pommel with fresh rope marks on it, I think we'll be a long way towards solving this case. Let's get back to the ranch. What about my horse? He'll find his way to the bar, old man. Yes, you better come along with us. Here we are. Horse? All right. Well, now, 
What do you reckon pulled that there beam down, Mr. Kent? I think we'll find out before very long. Well, here we go. Back at the bar O, Clark Kent, certain he is on the trail of whoever is responsible for creating panic through a series of mysterious accidents, engages Nelson Blaine, the ranch manager, in conversation. When did you last see Mr. Graham, Blaine? Graham? Yes. Oh, about an hour ago. He went off riding. And he hasn't come back? No, not that I know of. Mm. You've known Graham for quite a while, haven't you? Yeah. It was about five years. Mm-hmm. What makes you ask, Mr. Kent? Clark, what about the saddle? Oh, just a minute, Lois. Blaine, someone has been causing accidents around here in an attempt to drive people away from the bar O. Can you think of any reason why Graham would be doing that? Oh, I don't quite understand. Mr. Kent is suggesting that Mr. Graham is responsible for the accident. Oh, I'm afraid it doesn't make sense, Clark. No, it doesn't make sense, but there are a few points I'd like cleared up about Graham. First, he kept Jimmy from calling me, and he wasn't too gentle about it either. Well, he explained that. He just didn't want the story of the ghost car to get out. Yes, that's what he said. And then he was at the deserted mine this morning. Well, what of it? Someone caved in the entrance and imprisoned us. Good heavens, Mr. Kent. How did you get out? Fortunately, I managed to dislodge a boulder. If it weren't for that, we might have been there now, suffocating. Well, surely you don't suspect Mr. Graham. He was there just before it happened. But, Clark, look, what would Mr. Graham have to gain by killing us? Well, I can figure that out. We'd have a good case against him. I think you're on the wrong track, Mr. Kent. Looks to me as if somebody wants to hurt Graham. Someone with a grudge, perhaps. Do you know anyone, Blaine, who might have a grudge against Graham? No, Mr. Kent. As far as I know, he hasn't an enemy in the world. Of course, there's the gaucho. But that's been cleared up. Who's the gaucho? Oh, uh, you haven't met Alfredo, have you? Mr. Graham hired him as a sort of special attraction for the guests. He thought a real South American gaucho would be a novelty on a dude ranch. Mr. Graham ever have any trouble with him? Yes, but it wasn't much. You know how hot-tempered those Latins are. Well, Alfredo had a run-in with Graham about a month ago. But it's all been straightened out. A month ago? And the first accident happened about three weeks ago. That's right. Where is this gaucho now? Oh, somewhere around the ranch. I want to meet him, Blaine. And soon. Well, certainly, Mr. Kent, but uh, I'd like to caution you. Alfredo's a fine fellow, but... Uh, He's pretty touchy sometimes. Oh? If I were you, I'd be very careful when you question him. Why? Well, he... He might lose his temper. I think I can take care of myself. Well, no doubt, but Alfredo is one of the best shots I've ever seen. Well, <laughs> you see what I mean. Mr. Blaine's right, Clark. You've got to be careful. Don't you worry, Lois. I will be. Right. Then it looks like Alfredo now. Riding towards us. Oh, good. Introduce us. Okay. But remember what I told you. Alfredo! Si, senor. Hey, come over here, will you? Si, un momento. Alfredo, I, I'd like you to meet two of our new guests. Miss Lane, Mr. Kent. This is Alfredo Marqueda, our South American gaucho. How do you do? Senor. How do you do? Senorita, I am charmed to meet one so lovely as you. Oh, thank you. Are all the gauchos so gallant? Even a rough gaucho becomes, as you say, gallant. When he had the honor to meet the lovely senorita. Really? This is too much. I'm not used to such flattery. Well, if you see enough of Alfredo, you'll get used to it. That's quite a horse you have, Alfredo. 
Bring him with you from South America? Si, senor. Blanco was raised in the Pampas. Uh-huh. That is where the best horses in the world come from. Looks as if you've been doing some hard riding. When Alfredo is in the saddle, he rides hard. But Blanco does not mind. He's a beauty. Will it be all right if I pet him? He won't mind, will he? Blanco is a true son of South America, senorita. With the ladies, he's always gentle. Oh, what a beautiful saddle. Tell me, Alfredo, when you were riding, did you pass the old mine? The mine, senor? Yes. Oh, uh, Tom, just look at this saddle. It's simply magnificent. Yes, very nice. Uh, you haven't looked at it. Yes, I did. Oh, come over here. It's worth seeing. In a minute, Lois. I just want to have a few words with Alfredo. You can talk uh, to him later. When the lady insists, a man can only give in, no? Yeah, it looks that way. Excuse me, will you? I'll be back in a minute. Go right ahead, senor. All right, Lois. Now, what's so remarkable about this saddle? I tend to admire it. What? Just look at the workmanship. Look at this, too. Look at what? Yes, it is remarkable. Look at the pommel. Those marks. Pommel. Lois, you're right. Those are rope marks. Same sort of marks we saw on the beam at the mine. And they were made recently, too. Lois, this may be the break we've been waiting for. Well, it looks as though Lois has found the first important clue to the mystery of the bar O. Fresh rope marks on the pommel of Alfredo's saddle. Is the hot-tempered gaucho responsible for the accidents that have been plaguing the dude ranch? And how will he react when Kent accuses him? Don't miss the next revealing episode. Tune in and follow the story with the Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird, it's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Trained visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. 
And now to our story. After unsuccessfully setting a trap for the unknown man who is trying so desperately to get control of the Bar O. Dude Ranch, Clark Kent and Lois Lane were caught inside an abandoned mine by a sudden cave-in. Fortunately, Kent, as Superman, was able to roll aside a boulder and clear the way to safety. Outside, Kent discovered that whoever was responsible for the cave-in had used a horse to pull the beam down. When Clark and Lois returned to the ranch house, Blaine, manager of the Bar O, introduced them to Alfredo, a gaucho employed on the ranch, a hot-headed Latin who has had several arguments with Steve Graham, owner of the Bar O. While Kent conversed with Blaine and the gaucho, Lois carefully examined the fancy saddle on Alfredo's horse. And suddenly, her eyes lit up. Calling Kent over, she pointed to the pommel. Pretend to admire it, Clark. Just look at the workmanship. Look at the pommel. You're right. Rope marks. Like those on the beam at the mine. They were made recently, too. Lois, this may be the break we've been waiting for. Finished admiring Alfredo's saddle yet, Kent? Uh, well, yes, yes. But uh, would you and Alfredo mind stepping over this way for a moment? Sure thing. Come on, Alfredo. Please, thank you. So, Senor Kent, you are interested very much in my beautiful saddle. Yes, Alfredo, I am interested. Very interesting. A like that, senor, it takes a very long time to make. Oh, it isn't the workmanship of the saddle that interests me, Alfredo. But this. Oh, the way the silver is inlaid into the leather. No, I mean these marks on the pummel. See, he's bad fortune. Even the very best leather, sometimes he gets scratched. Not without good cause, Alfredo. You tied one end of a rope firmly around the pummel of your saddle right here. So? The other end you fastened to a large timber beam. Beam, senor. Then you spurred your horse into a gallop and pulled the beam crashing to the ground. And started the cave-in that sealed us in the abandoned mine. Now, now, wait a minute, Miss Lane. What is this? Rope, beams, mine. I do not understand. Alfredo, someone just attempted to kill us by imprisoning us in the old mine. That someone... No, no, this cannot be. You are accusing me. Me, Alfredo. I'm not accusing you, Alfredo. But I do think You think, senor, that I have tried this thing? That I tried to kill... Senor, that is very big insult. Take it easy, Alfredo. I am a gaucho, senor. We gauchos are men of honor. I do not like for anyone to speak to me like this. Oh. I do not like it, senor Kent. I was merely speculating, Alfredo. Maybe you didn't use your rope and horse to pull that beam out. But if you didn't, how do you explain these marks on your saddle? I think you come to borrow to make trouble, senor. You haven't answered my question. Right? I do not have to explain anything to you, senor Kent. Easy, Alfredo, easy. I'm sure Mr. Kent doesn't mean to accuse you of any wrong. He, he just wants some information. He does not have to make so many questions. Questions, questions, like he's policeman or something. Like if I am thief. I do not know anything about mine and pulling over timber. What are you so afraid of? Why don't you tell us what you tied the other end of the rope to? Yes, Alfredo. What's the answer? Come on, Alfredo. Mr. Kent is trying to help all of us. Very well. I am gotcha, correct? See. Si. All right. So I find big steer. Steer is wedged in between two big trees. So, quick. I tie a rope around these corns, other end to saddle, pull him out with horse. Well, that seems logical, Kent. Things like that are always happening around the ranch. Possibly. Still, I'd like to see some proof. Tell me, what time did you rescue this man? I am not going to stay here, waste time, answer very silly questions. Come, Blanco. We go for a ride. Come back, Alfredo. I'd stay and answer the questions if I were you, Alfredo. An innocent man doesn't run away. Senor, can you have insulted me? 
I try very hard not to get angry. Okay. I do nothing now. What I warn you, Senor Kent, next time you will be sorry if you talk this way to me. Adios, Senor. Adios, Senor. Hawk, I don't like that fellow. I don't believe his story. You can't tell, Lois. He may be telling the truth. That yarn about the steer does sound plausible. Clark, you heard how he threatened you. Oh, Alfredo's was hot-tempered, Miss Lane. I'm sure he didn't mean any harm. Maybe not. But our gaucho friend who doesn't like to answer questions can certainly stand watching. Well, I suppose in a case like this, you can't overlook anyone. Or anything. Mr. Plain, you come over here a minute. Be right over, Shorty. Excuse me a moment, won't you? I've got to get back on the job. I'll see you folks later. Oh, okay. Well, Lois, we're not getting anywhere on this case. Yeah. If only we had some real clues. No, we have clues, Lois. We're still going around in circles. So far, the clues don't lead anywhere. Oh, don't tell me the great reporter is getting discouraged. No. I'm more determined than ever to solve this mystery. I'm with you. Suppose we try to get our bearings. What's your idea? Ideas are my idea. I don't get it. Well, I mean, let's sit down and talk it all over. Maybe we can get a bright idea or two. That's well, that's well. Suppose we sit over there on the porch, huh? Mm-hmm. Say, by the way, where's Jimmy? Mm, I don't know. Around the corral, probably. Maybe Blaine knows. Mr. Blaine? Yeah? What is it? Have you seen Jimmy? No, but I'll send one of my men to find out where he is. Okay, thanks a lot. Yeah, here. Sit down on one of these porch chairs. Thanks. Well, Clark... Where do we go from here? Well, first, let's see what we know so far about the mystery of the Bar O. A peaceful dude ranch is suddenly plagued by a series of strange accidents. Mm-hmm. Strangest, of all, strangest of all, those caused by a ghost car. Or what appears to be a ghost car. Well, it sure looked real to me when it forced us off the road. Yeah, I know. Anyway, the owner of the ranch gets persistent offers from a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. But the agent doesn't know who the would-be buyer of the Bar O is. So far, not so good. Yeah. Call our mystery man, Mr. Z. Okay. So we deduce that this person, Mr. Z, has some powerful reason for wanting to get hold of the borrow. Very good, Dr. Watson. Proceed. Elementary, my dear Mr. Kent. <laughs> so we figure that it's the mysterious Mr. Z who has caused all the accidents around here. Go on. Which brings us to the big question. Why? Why is Mr. Z so anxious to buy the ranch from Graham? And why did he try to bury us in that mine? Oh, wait, hold on, Lord. See, that's something there, the old mine. I did not think of this before. Here. Look. Oh, I don't see what a few pieces of gray rock have to do with it. I picked them up in the abandoned mine. Well? Suppose this rock contains some valuable substance. That would explain why this man behind the accidents goes to such lengths to try and get the ranch. Oh, Clark, how can a few pieces of rock give you ideas like that? Really, you shouldn't be a reporter. You ought to write fiction. Well, go ahead and joke. I'm going to send the sample off on the first train to Metropolis. I'll have a mineralogist in the city examine it and wire me exactly what it is. Oh, don't be foolish, Clark. You're just wasting valuable time. Now, look, Lois, we've got to find a motive for Mr. Z. If we can discover what he's after, well, we'll certainly be in a better position to know who he is. Okay. Oh, hello, Blaine. Did you find out about Jimmy? Oh, no need to worry, Kent. One of my men just saw him out on the range riding with Alfredo. No need to worry. When he's riding with that man... Oh, the boy will be all right. 
Alfredo is a nice chap. Oh, I don't trust him, Mr. Blaine. Clark, you better ride after them and bring Jimmy back. We can't keep Jimmy tied to an apron string, Lois. I'm not going chasing after him like he was an infant. Nothing to worry about. But, Clark, I I think your nerves are still on edge from the mine accident. Suppose you go upstairs and get a little rest. I'd rather wait here until Jimmy returns. A nap will do you good, Lois. Oh, very well, if you insist. But I can't help worrying about the boy. Well, if you're that worried, Miss Lane, I'll have Shorty go out on the range and tell the boy to come on back. Yes, will you please do that? Thanks, Lane. Go ahead, Lois. Lie down for an hour. All right. I'll see you all later. I'll be back from town in an hour. Going into town, Mr. Kent? Yes, I have a little errand to do in the village. I'll drive in, I guess. Say, you won't forget to send your man after Jimmy, will you? Well, I'll take care of it right now. Oh, Shorty. Yeah? Get out on the range and see if you can find Jimmy in the gaucho. Tell him to come back right away. Okay. Thanks, Lane. See Goodbye. you around. Gosh, Alfredo, let me see you do that with the whip again. You like it, eh, Jimmy? Okay, this time I do even better. You see a little twig on tree over there? Wow, that's over 15 feet away. For me, it's very easy. I just take the whip and... Why, you snapped the twig clear off. Boy, I sure wouldn't like to get you sore at me. You're right. He's not very wise to get Alfredo angry. Say, this has been a lot of fun, Alfredo, but... I better start back for the ranch now. It'll be getting dark soon. Oh, no, Jimmy. You'll have plenty of time to ride. Yes, plenty of time. Oh, I'm awful hungry. Oh, I fixed that quick. I made you a good supper. Oh, where will you get food? Oh, I think of everything, Jimmy. See, there near hills. Gosh, it's a cabin. I didn't know about that. Oh, it's a very old cabin. No one comes there anymore except me. I keep little food there for when I ride out here. I'd like to see your cabin, Alfredo, but honest, I gotta get back. You have much better time here, Jimmy. Your friends are busy. They will not miss you. Well, I don't know. Come, Jimmy. We go to the cabin. Have fine meal. No, I better get back. Mr. Kent and Miss Lane will be worried about me. Ah, Jimmy. Nobody worry when they know you are with Alfredo. Besides, you are hungry, no? Yes, but Alfredo, I... Then it is set. We stop at cabin, and I think you find something. Okay, Alfredo. You win, I guess. That is good. Very good. Let's go. Is Alfredo leading Jimmy into a trap? He seems mighty anxious to keep him from returning to the ranch. What is behind the gaucho's sudden desire to have Jimmy visit the cabin? Can it be that Alfredo is the man behind the accident at the borough, the man responsible for the cave-in at the mine, and for the ghost car? Don't miss the next exciting episode. Tune in and follow the story with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman.
Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, then steal in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen... And now to our story. As you remember, a strange series of mysterious accidents have been plaguing the Bar O Dude Ranch, not the least of which was an attempt made on the lives of Clark Kent and Lois Lane. Someone is evidently trying to gain possession of the Bar O by frightening the owner, Steve Graham, into selling. Kent suspects there is something of great value in an abandoned gold mine on the Bar O property. And as our story continues today, he has driven into town to analyze a sample of ore taken from the mine. Meanwhile, Jimmy Olsen and Alfredo, the South American gaucho employed at the Dude Ranch, are riding toward a deserted cabin some distance from the Bar O. Alfredo is insisting that they stop at the cabin. Listen. Come, Jimmy. We go to the cabin. Oh, no, Alfredo. I'd better get back to the ranch. Mr. Kent and Miss Lane will be worried about me. Nobody will worry when they know you are with Alfredo. Besides, you are hungry, no? Yes, but I... Then it is settled. We stop in the cabin and I fix for us food fit for Gaccio. Okay, Alfredo. You win. That is good. Here we are. Uh, we tie up the horses to this tree. Okay. So, now. Come, I unlock the door. Come in, Jimmy. Ah, how you like this cabin, eh? Oh, gee, it's swell. Oh, but I don't see any stove. Where are you going to do the cooking? <laughs> you think I got to cook without stove, eh? The fireplace, that is all I need. Oh, oh I show you. But the first time was light a lamp. It gets dark. That is better, no? Wait. Did you hear that, Alfredo? What? I hear nothing. I thought I heard footsteps. Well, maybe my horse. Blanco does not like to be tied up. Oh, I thought... You won't like it much either, Alfredo. Huh? Shorty, what is this? What are you doing here? Alfredo, he's got a gun. Yeah, and it's loaded, too. None of that, Alfredo. Get your hands up. You too, kid. Shorty, you go loco. Why you hold us off? Never mind why. Just keep your hands up. And turn around, both of you. What are you going to do? You'll find out soon enough. Walk over to the bed, Gacho. I do not take orders from you. You'll take orders, all right. This six gun's a mighty good convincing. You can't get away with this. Mr. Kendall... Button your lip, kid. Come over here, Alfredo. And lie down on the bed. Face down. Yeah. And keep them hands behind you. One day I will get my fingers around your throat short. Save your breath, tough guy. Come here, kid. Here, take this rope and tie his wrist tight. I won't do it. You can't make... Be smart, kid, and do like I tell you. Go on. Do like you say, Jimmy. I don't mind. No. You go to jail for this. Shut up, Spurg. Now, pull that knot tight. Uh-huh. That's it. Take a couple of loops around his ankles. Go on. 
Okay. Now I'll tie both ends to the bed. Well, I guess that'll hold you, Gaucho. I swear I'd get you for this someday, Shorty. Shut up. Now it's your turn, kid. Sit down in that chair. What for? Don't ask foolish questions. Sit down. That's better. Now hold your hands behind you. Behind you, I said. That's it. Now we'll fasten you down to the seat. Like that. Tie your legs together. And you're all set. I'll leave you now, and maybe in a couple of days, somebody will come around and let you loose. A couple of days? Are you going to... Charlie, I give you one more chance. Let us go now, and I will forget all about this. It will not hurt you. You won't hurt me. That's a hot one. I got to hand it to you, Alfredo. You got a real sense of humor. Well, so long. I'll be seeing you. Ain't nobody going to find them for a while. Come on, Rex. Get up. Hello, Lois. Clark. Oh, Clark, I'm so glad you're back. Jimmy and Alfredo haven't returned yet. They haven't? No. Funny. Has that ranch hand returned, the one Blaine sent out to look for Jimmy? You mean Shorty? Yeah. No, he hasn't come back either. Oh, if anything happens to Jimmy, I'll never forgive myself. Take it easy, Lois. I never should have left him alone. Wait a minute. Somebody riding in now. Maybe it... Yes, it is. That's Shorty. He's alone, Clark. I'm worried. Hey, Shorty. Did you find them? Fine. Did you find Jimmy and Alfredo? No. Picked up their trail all right, but then I lost it. Which way were they headed? Down towards the creek. We've got to do something. Organize a searching party. Let's get started at once. Pretty tough searching around here at night, mister. You best wait till morning. Until morning? Good heavens. ridiculous. We're going out tonight. Let's get hold of Graham and Blaine and have them round up some of the men. Well, whenever you're ready, you'll find me in the bunkhouse. But I think you're making a mistake. Get him. Clark, what do we do? Come on. Let's find Blaine or Graham. Mr. Kent. Mr. Kent. Mr. Graham now. Where he's been all day. Oh, Mr. Kent, I've been looking for you. We were just going to look for you. Mr. Graham, you've got to help us. Oh, what's the matter, Miss Lane? Jimmy's disappeared. Disappeared? Well, what do you mean? Early this afternoon, he went riding with Alfredo, and they haven't come back yet. Alfredo won't let anything happen to him. They'll be along soon. Well, I'm not so sure. Why do you say that, Mr. Kent? Mr. Graham, we suspect Alfredo of being responsible for all the actions that have happened. Yes, and we have reason to believe Alfredo tried to kill us this morning. You mean that cave-in at the mine? Yes. How do you know about it? Blaine just told me. I warned you about those beams. Sooner or later, they were bound to go. This beam didn't just go. Someone caused that cave-in by pulling it down with a rope. And we found rope marks on the pommel of Alfredo's saddle. Just the sort of marks that would have been made if he'd used his horse to do the pulling. Are you certain of that? Of course we are. Yes, and when Mr. Kent started to question the gaucho, he became angry and rode away. He even threatened us. All right, then. We'll get some of the boys, ride down, and see if we can pick up the trail where Shorty lost it. I'd feel better if we did. Now, very well. Let's go over to the ranch house with some flashlights. I'll send somebody out to round up the boys. You think we'll be able to pick up the trail in the dark, Mr. Graham? I doubt it, Miss Lane. But we'll fan out, cover as much ground as possible. We'll do everything we can. Watch this top step, Miss Lane. It's a little shaky. A loose ball. Thanks. Well, look, there's an envelope stuck in the door. So there is. Hey, wait, I'll open the door. Uh, well, I'll get it. Well, it's addressed to you, Kent. To me. Oh, thanks. Hmm. 
That's funny. What is it, Clark? I don't know. Well, open it. Hurry up. Well, now we know what happened. What did it say? Listen to this. Clark Kent, I got the kid. Get away from the bar O and he'll be all right. After two days, if you keep out of things that ain't your business, I'll let the kid go. It's not time. Someone's keeping Jimmy prisoner. It must be the gaucho. Oh, no, that note doesn't sound like Alfredo. Wait a minute. It says stay away for two days. Well, what does that mean? Two days, don't you remember? Yesterday, the sheriff said we'd have to clean up the case in three days or he'd close the road to this ranch to avoid further accidents caused by the ghost car. You're right, Clark. That means whoever's holding Jimmy is responsible for the ghost car accident. What are we going to do? There's just one thing to do, Miss Lane. You and Mr. Kent must leave the bar O. Mr. Graham's right, Clark. We can't risk endangering Jimmy's life. Sorry, but I can't agree with you. If I follow the instructions in this note, I'll be doing just what some criminal wants me to do. And I'm not going to play his game. For goodness sake, let's not waste time talking. Let's do something. Graham, you go over and round up a posse. Miss Lane and I will get the flashlights. Whatever you say, Kent. You'll find them right back at the clerk's desk. I'll drive over to the bunkhouse in my car. It'll be faster. Good. I'll meet you back here in ten minutes. All right. Step on it, will you? While Clark Kent is organizing a searching party, Jimmy and Alfredo are helplessly trussed up in the deserted cabin where Shorty left them. As we join them, Alfredo is struggling valiantly to free himself from the ropes that bind him to the bed. Well, Jimmy, you do a good job when you climb into this bed. Gosh, I'm sorry, Alfredo. I couldn't help it. I know, Jimmy. I know. There. She sleep a little. Oh, that's swell. But... Even if you get off the bed, what good will that do? Your hands and feet will still be tied. You will see what I do then. Uh, now, a little twist and I am free at least from the bed. Now watch, Jimmy. I wiggle off to the floor. There. Oh, good work. Now I get up on this table. Well, what are you going to do on the table, Alfredo? <clears throat> With this lamp, I can burn the ropes off my hands. Oh, that's a swell idea. Say, maybe we'll get out of here after all. What is this? Maybe. Of course we get out of here. But I must take the chimney from the lamp. Oh, be careful, Alfredo. You're pushing the lamp near the edge of the table. Lambe, keep sleeping. Look out. Look out, you'll dump it over. Oh, he falls. Look. Look, the floor's on fire. Get away, Alfredo. You'll be burned. I must stop it out. You can't do it, Alfredo. Get away from there. You'll be burned to death. You're right. It's too hot. Alfredo, we're trapped. Help! Help! Fed by kerosene from the overturned lamp, the roaring blaze eats its way across the dry wooden floor of the cabin, coming closer and closer to Jimmy and Alfredo. Caught in the fire trap, there seems to be no escape. What will happen? Don't miss the concluding episode of this exciting mystery if you want to know who was responsible for the ghost car. Tune in and follow the exciting story with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. 
You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird, it's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. In an effort to clear up the mystery of the ghost car, a phantom automobile responsible for a number of accidents on the road to the Bar O' Dude Ranch, Clark Kent and Lois Lane have been tracking down every possible clue. It is Kent's belief that someone is trying to frighten Steve Graham, owner of the ranch, into selling, hoping to gain possession of the property. But why? Is there anything of value on the ranch? Is it something in the abandoned gold mines? Kent isn't quite sure, but has taken the precaution of sending a sample of the ore for analysis. In the meantime, young Jimmy Olsen and Alfredo, a gaucho employed on the dude ranch, are bound hand and foot in a deserted cabin in the hills. Attempting to burn through the rope tied around his wrists, Alfredo has backed up to a kerosene lamp on a table. Suddenly, the lamp crashes to the floor. Oil-fed flames leap high as Jimmy and Alfredo, helpless, look on in terror. Meanwhile... Back at the ranch, Kent and Lois are waiting for a searching party to be organized. Clark, what's keeping Mr. Graham? We'll never pick up Jimmy's trail unless we get started. Why can't you and I go on alone? We don't know this country, Lois. Hey, what's that red glow in the sky? Where? Beyond that hill, see? Oh, yes, I see. It's probably the moon moon coming up. I don't think so. It's flickering. Maybe it's a brush fire. Where on earth is Mr. Graham? I'll be back in a minute, Lois. I've got to get something in the ranch house. Clark, wait a minute. I'll be right back. Yeah. I don't think anyone can see me behind this barn. Good thing it's dark. I have an idea that's a campfire up in the hills, and if it is, it deserves investigation. As Superman. Up! Up! And away! Leaping into the darkness, Superman streaks for the telltale orange glow on the horizon. Wheels above it in strange flight. It's a cabin on fire. Wait. Here's someone crying for help. Yes. Someone's trapped in that cabin. Down. Down. Not much time left. Burning like tinder. Door's locked. Have to crash through. What? Great, Scott. Jimmy and Alfredo. Unconscious on the floor. Another few seconds, it would have been too late. I've got them. Now to carry them through that wall of flame. Here goes. There we are. I don't think either of them have been burned. Smoke got them more than anything else. Jimmy. Alfredo's coming too. I better assume my role of Clark Kent. I boil a rope once, Jimmy. I get us out. Take it easy, Alfredo. Senor. Senor Kent. 
Where do you come from? What is Jimmy? The fire. Jimmy's all right, Alfredo. Smoke knocked him out, that's all, but he's coming around. Jimmy. Jimmy, it's Mr. Kent. What happened? What? I saw the fire, Jimmy. I broke in and pulled you both out. Mr. Kent. Gosh, I thought we were gone. Well, you had a narrow escape. Who tied you up, Jimmy? Shorty. One of the ranch hands. Shorty? Why, of all the... We've got to get back to the ranch before he gets away. Think you're ready to ride, you two? Oh, sure, Mr. Ken. I feel fine now. How about you, Alfredo? I ride fast like the wind. All right, come on, then. Good thing you tied up your horses or they wouldn't be here now. Jimmy, you'll have to share the saddle with me. Okay. All right, up you go. Yeah. All set, Alfredo? Si, sí, senor. All right. Hope Shorty's still at the ranch. Wherever he goes, senor, I chase him until I catch him. Yes, Mr. Graham, it was Shorty who locked Jimmy and the gaucho in the burning cabin. Well, no wonder he cleared out so fast. Ah, but don't worry, the state police will get him. Well, then, I guess our job here is finished, and we can get on back to Metropolis. Mr. Kent, I'll never be able to thank you for what you've done. Oh, not at all. Glad to be of service. Well, now, if we hurry, we can just make the last train out. May I borrow a car to drive to town, Mr. Graham? One of your men could pick it up in the morning. Oh, let me drive you down, Kent. Oh, thanks, Blaine, but I don't want to trouble you. I can manage. Well, if you insist, my car's right here. You're welcome to use it. Thanks. All right, come on, Lois and Jimmy. Okay. In you go. There we are. That's it. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Many thanks, Mr. Kent. Come back and pay us a visit soon, all of you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. that up fast, didn't we? Uh, did we, Lois? No, you can't say that I didn't help. Oh, of course you did, Lois. But we haven't quite solved the mystery yet. What do you mean? I mean that Shorty was only a tool, an accomplice of the man behind the ghost car. Who that man is, the brains, we still don't know. Well, if the mystery of the borrow isn't solved, why did you tell everyone at the ranch that it was? Yeah, and why are we going back to town then, Mr. Kent? We're setting a trap. A trap? What kind of a trap? As soon as we get into town, I'm going to phone the ranch. Tell them I've just met a wealthy man from the city who's on his way up to the Bar O. Let's call him, well, Orville Winston. He wants to buy the ranch. I'll say I'm turning over Graham's car to Winston so he can drive up himself. And what's behind all this flim plan? Very simple. Everyone at the ranch will hear about this new buyer, this Mr. Winston. And the man, the real man behind the accidents, will hear about it too. Naturally, he still wants to get the borrow for himself. And when he hears the prospective buyer is on the way up, he'll try to frighten him away. But how? He'll arrange for our mythical Mr. Winston to meet the ghost car on his way up to the borrow. <laughs> Mr. Winston, who doesn't exist, will meet a car that doesn't exist. Are you joking, Clark? No, not at all. I will be Mr. Winston, the would-be buyer of the borrow, and I'll be driving Graham's car back to the ranch. Then, when I see the ghost car heading at me, instead of turning off, I'll keep right on riding, straight at it. Don't be a fool, Clark. It's awfully dangerous, Mr. Kent. Now, don't you worry. After all, we all know there can't be ghost cars. Uh, if this doesn't work, nothing will. Number three. 
The Bar Old Dude Ranch. I think the number 625. One moment, please. Bar Old Ranch. Oh, hello. Uh, this is Clark Kent. Oh, yes, Mr. Kent. This is Blaine speaking. Oh, hello, Blaine. Didn't run into any trouble, did you? Oh, no, no. I'm calling from the station. There's a man down here who wants to get to the ranch. His name is Orville Winston. Oh. Aren't you a guest? No, I don't think so. He said something about wanting to buy the ranch from Mr. Graham. Oh, I see. I thought it might be a good idea to let him bring Mr. Graham's car back. What do you think? Uh, sounds all right to me. Does he drive? Yes, and it'll save you a trip in the morning. Oh, sounds like a good idea. I'll tell Mr. Graham. Well, thanks very much, Blaine. Goodbye. Bye, Mr. Kent. Well? Uh, Lois, you and Jimmy wait here. I've no time to lose. Clark, where are you going? I know. He's going out to eat the Oh, no, Clark. Clark! meet up with a ghost car as Superman. The tunnel's up ahead a short distance around that curve. The Phantom Automobile is going to put in an appearance tonight. I'll meet it head-on in just a moment. Yes, there it is. Headlights gleaming. All right, ghost car, get ready for a crash. Someone's running across the top of the tunnel. You're not getting away this time, mister. Oh! Hey, who are you? Get out of here. Oh, yes? There. I guess that'll take care of... Blaine. Well, so you're the man behind the ghost car, eh? Hmm. Well, now to pick up Lois and Jimmy and haul this crook back to the ranch. But I don't understand, Mr. Graham. It was all very simple, Mr. Graham. Blaine here lowered a mirror in front of the entrance to the tunnel. Naturally, when a car came along, its own headlights were reflected in the mirror, forcing the drivers off the road for fear of crashing. All Blaine had to do was raise the mirror and carry it into the woods. Is that true, Blaine? I'm not talking. He doesn't have to. The sheriff will find the remains of the mirror on the road. Why did you do it, Blaine? Why? I told you I'm not talking. Obviously, he wanted the ranch, Mr. Graham. Yeah, but why? It has no particular value. I wonder. In fact, I sent a sample of ore from your abandoned gold mine to a mineralogist in the city. I have a feeling that mine isn't as worthless as you seem to think. Oh, that reminds me, Kent. The telegraph office phoned a message for you a few minutes after you left. I wrote it down on this slip of paper. Oh, thanks. Well, I thought so. This message supplies Mr. Blaine's motive. Listen. Sample submitted rich in bauxite. Bauxite? What's that? I know. It's the stuff they use to make aluminum. That's right, Jimmy. Mr. Graham, that abandoned mine is worth a fortune. You know how the government needs aluminum today. It's more precious than gold. You mean that old mine is going to help build planes? Fighting planes? That's exactly what I mean. Kent, I don't know how to thank you. I'm too old to give active service to my country. But you presented me with an opportunity to really lend a hand. Don't thank me. Just get to work and put that mine in operation as fast as you can. While our ghost friend Blaine is thinking it over in prison, you can be joining in the fight for democracy. And so another baffling mystery is solved through the cleverness of Clark Kent and the prowess of Superman. But unknown to either Kent, Lois, or Jimmy, all is not well back in Metropolis. At this very moment, Editor Perry White is frantically putting through a long-distance call summoning Kent back. What has happened? Tune in and follow the new and thrilling story with Superman. 
don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Excelsior!